Hello all you hardcores out there, how are you doing? It's Russ here from Porky's Corner. Today we've got the Hardcore's Hardcore back with a vengeance. It's Big Kent. How are you doing, Kent? Good morning, Russell. Uh, 25 past eight on a Wednesday morning, Christmas week. What are we doing? Have we got no lives? <laughs> we're just we're just dedicated to uh, being hard. No, it is. We're not dedicated. We're just, oh, we're just completely peed off at what's going on in boxing. I, I think that's what it is. Yeah. Have you uh, had a good Christmas, Kent, with your family? Yeah, it was nice. Uh, Christmas is a nice time of year, but it's also, you know, you, I think I, I, I think of others, you know, there's families yeah. out there that watch and people out there lost loved ones, and I kind of think of them as well, but yeah. Christmas. Chris, year it's 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 great for children yeah, i always think of people who've uh, lost the people close to them who've died and uh, people in jail who shouldn't be there you know people who might have nicked a bit of bacon from shop and they're in prison and then and then you've got other people that just get suspended sentences so for stuff that's way more serious and then obviously there's people in hospital uh, I, I always think about that yeah it, it's uh, it's a great time of year, but it's also for people the complete opposite. And you just have to think of people like that. You know, there's people out there living on the streets and stuff. And yeah. there's people there who can't maybe afford to get their children iPads and phones. I don't have any children, but yeah. you look at you look at what children get now, and you know it's it's a lot of pressure on yeah. on family. But it was a nice time of year. <laughs> Yeah, my kids gave me uh, a list each uh, a few weeks ago. So what's this? It's our Christmas list, wish list. It's, you're having a laugh, aren't you? Oh, I want to dare do something like that when I was You used to have a look at Argos book, didn't you? But you wouldn't dare have lists. Of, I wouldn't. I'd have a coal miner. So you wouldn't, it's something you wouldn't do, but obviously, here you go, Dad, there's your list. Oh, all right, that's one. <laughs> uh, I watched, uh, my head's a bit all over at the moment, I don't really have much kip. I watched the final episode of that World War II in colour, you know, on Netflix. Yes, yes. Oh. I, I remember seeing that on TV. Was it the History Channel? It's on the History Channel, is that right? I think so, yeah. It showed you that Dresden bombing and uh, Hiroshima and all that. Oh, God, man. There, oh. There's a great... A great book, Russell. Uh, Dresden Unchained. Yeah. Have a look at that. It's an Amazon book. Uh, it was by a guy still alive, and he wrote about he was stationed and he stayed. He actually ended up living in Dresden the rest of his life. Very, very good book. I would, I would uh, recommend that for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okie dokie then. Uh, There's only one place to start. Dylan White, the can man, anybody who wants it can get it if they're over 40. And Tyson, Pinocchio, Fury. What's going on here, Ken? What's the story? So, Russell, so, so say, say you had a business, right? And you were paying somebody a tenner an hour to work for you, right? Slightly <laughs> easier. They, <laughs> so, yeah. so, so you had one of your work, you had a worker. Oh, I'm 10 or an hour, and he came in there the next day and says, Russell, uh, I want a hundred pound an hour from now on. What would you say? F off. I won't say, oh, be diplomatic, Russ. We might need him down line. I'll just say, F off. That's it. That's well, how I am. I've no filter. You know, we, we all go on about. You know, the promoters and we go say about Bob Arum and we say about Al Heyman. You know, we, we go on about uh, the Maywellers, Leonard, Albie. We, we go on about Frank Warren. And, and there seems to be a transparency at the minute where we, we have Eddie. And Bob just doesn't care. Bob is just coming out and saying everything and, and saying, you know, I actually believe Bob Arum at the minute, you know, uh, uh, Listen, Bob Arum, so, uh, 
He's one of the biggest liars in boxing, mate. But everything's pointing towards Dylan White having no gonads, isn't it? He just doesn't want to take a challenge on, does he? No, well, well, you know, the, the whole thing with, with the purse was his last was his last fight against Pavakin, only 300k lodged purse, and now he wants 10 million US dollars. Come on. He got 300 on. grand in his last fight, Dylan White, yeah? They've offered him 5.5 guaranteed, and then if, if it does better, you'll get more than that. Which is the same as what Eddie Earn offered him to fight Joshua. He knocked that back. It looks like his pricing is sent out on this now. With the Joshua one, who were going on about rematches down the line. Well, you, you, you negotiate that if you win, don't you? What are you about winning first? And now it's just pricing is set sent out. There's always a story with Dylan White, and there's always a story. I don't know who's advising him, but they haven't got a clue. Whatever well, happened that's... to just whatever happened to just getting on with fight? Just get on with just get in with Tyson and take your licks. You know, you, you go back and you go back 20 years and you look at Lennox Lewis when Lennox Lewis got knocked out by Oliver McCall. You look at you look at the time when, when Lennox Lewis got knocked out by Hassim Rockman and you can't get me You know, there was never any problems with with Lewis working with any other promoter, you know, you look at you look at the Rockman fight, the, the rematch, it was a Don Keen show, and the fight was still made. They still took the fights and just got on with it. Now I am boxing, it's like you're not even getting a title shot, and guys are turning down fights because of rematch clauses and rematch percentages. Boxing, honestly, it, it, what is going on? What is going on? Do these guys even want to fight? Well, uh, it looks to me like they all want to be businessmen because they've got people in their e-rolls and up their arseholes. Well, like I've just said, who is advising Dylan White, the can man? Anybody who wants it can get it, as long as they're over 40. Russell, like you, you go back, right? And you go back to the, the, the late, early 80s when Hagler had to go to court Hagler had to take Bob Arum to court to get a title shot, you know. So you think about then, they even get a title shot, you had to go through, you had to do accident. <laughs> you mean so, in early 80s? Yes, yes, in the, in the 80s, yeah. And, and think about it, if Marvin Hagler got knocked out by someone like Pavatkin, do you honestly think he would have got a title shot down the road then? No, no. So he, he should be he, he should be thankful to even get a title shot. And you know, it's it's history's repeating itself again. You know, as you say, this is the second time he's turned down. You know, five million purse, six million purse. That's a lot of money. He's turned, down, of money. he's turned down a lot of other stuff as well, though. He's turned down Otis and Wild, and we don't know what purses were for that. What I want to make with Dylan White that is this. His last fight, he got 300 grand. Do we agree on that? Yeah. All right. They've offered him 25% or five and a half million guaranteed. And then there's the upside. It might do loads of pay-per-views. So we could still probably get 10 or more. It's possible, but it's guaranteed five and a half mil. Yeah. Uh, he's 300 grand in his last fight. He's not going to get him. He's not going to be getting much more than that in his next fight, is he? No. Because he don't want to he don't want to fight anybody with pay-per-view, which is a hard fight. Dylan White just wants to fight people and try and get because they're not no no they're not going to put Dylan White against somebody like Pavetkin on pay per view. Does own to get laughed at for one of the first pay per views. So Sky he could get away with because they just wanted to earn God at this guy. They just wanted to move on and now they're they're shining in light now. Aren't they? they come from darkness, Sky. They're shining in light. But Dylan White. He's had ample opportunity to fight for a world title. I don't want to hear all these gimps emailing me, going on about, well, Dylan White's got his arbitration and this and that. Get a grip of yourselves. He's had over three years to take that out, to go to arbitration. Over three years. He was a blocker. That's all he was, a blocker. And look at the position he's in now. 
He's in no man's land. He might not get a title shot while 2024 now, or end of 23. It, 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 I, I looked last night at, at the, the, the WBC rankings, and I, I, follow, I follow the rankings quite a lot. I like to have a look at the, the rankings, and I noticed last night that the WBC had updated their rankings on November 26th. Miraculously, Robert Hellenius appeared at number 13 out of, no, out of nowhere. Uh, Andy Ruiz is in the top five. So that, that constitutes for a, a voluntary defence. A voluntary defence is down to number 11 to 15. So th- that, that works out fine. The rules actually state that in the rule book that there's some sort of ruler that they can, if you take a fight that is in the position that better the sport, they will alert. So I don't see how Dillian White is going to get anything off the WBC. It, it, it's just, as you say, whoever is managing them, I don't know what they're on or what they're thinking because they're going to make this so much worse for themselves. Well, and- Dylan White manages himself, but he's got advisors on him, legal people around him, but they don't know what they're doing. Right, let me look, look at it like this. Dylan White saying he wants 45% because he's interim champion, but is he? He got knocked out by Povetkin and we're interim belt online at rematch. I'm not so sure. I think it was, Russell. What? I think I, I think it was, yeah. I definitely think it was. And there's a seems to be, I, I, I don't know if I'm getting this wrong, but Bob Arum and Frank Warren say that it should be 80-20. Now, in the WBC rules... They state that it can't be more than 60-40. So there is a bit of back and forth there. I don't know if it's based on your last purse, but this is this is gonna be this is this is a an absolute shambles. You know, if you're offered five and a half million pounds plus upside and plus and plus whatever, I think that's a good deal considering Russell. In the UK, there's no crowds. We don't know when crowds are gonna be allowed back. And America is kind of the same. They're kind of going to have to uh, adjust it somewhere where there is. So what's the problem, Russell? What is the problem? Is Gillian White the most avoided? Or is he the avoider? Well, I, I think about it like this, Russell, and I spoke to you last night. And we look at the heavyweight dynamic and we look at matchroom at the minute. They're, they're lost and... Their, their high-profile fighters are losing quite a lot now. And I think Eddie Hearn knows that Joshua is going to lose the Usak in the rematch, no matter what coach he has in his corner. You know, you know and what, what they're looking at after that is Dillian White against Joshua. So if you have, jo- if you have Joshua losing and you have Dillian White losing... That fight is absolutely pointless and it doesn't sell out of stadium. But if Dillian White gets another win against anybody out of the top 40 and Joshua losses, they can build it up and they could say, yeah, well, Joshua's coming off another loss and Dillian's won again. And that's going to be probably the last big cash out fight for the two of them and for Matchroom in in UK and in Stadia because who else is going to take it? But that's that's how I see that that's how I see it down down the line. Okay, well this is how I look at it. This March arbitrations worked out all right for Warren and uh, Fury because right. what they right. can what they can do now is get Fury in against a top fifteen guy who's a knockover like Elinas, right? Get him and then park Fury up till Christmas and then. That's 2022 wrote off for Dylan White. Dylan White could end up fighting somebody else because he's in acting. He get beat, couldn't he? Russell, you, you know this. Well, like, how many camps has Dylan White come through where he's either been injured or he, he's carried a really bad injury in, in the in the fight? And were and her, you know, he, he's he's getting on in his career. He's in his late mid to late thirties. 
So even doing a camp to fight anyone is getting harder. Never mind getting ready to fight Fury or Joshua. So you're right. And I think if he's going to have that M struggles in camp, he should have just took that uh, Joshua, Joshua, Joshua fight for, for five and a half million. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. All right, then. Uh, if AJ beats also, where does it leave White? He's nowhere. You know, nowhere. Nowhere. Because that when that happens, if that happens, the first thing that's going to be done is they're going to try their best to make the Fury fight because they know that's the only fight that makes that makes sense. If it doesn't make money, it doesn't make sense. So that's the only fight that makes big, big money. Yeah. Do you feel that, uh, do you feel that Dylan White, uh, it's just kind of like an old man's on. I mean, this is how I look at it, like 20 since Dylan White joined Eddie Earn and had that fight with Joshua, there's been like 19 or 20, uh, World title fights, and he's not been in one of them, has he? He's not even fought for a European. I mean, what level is he at? Would, would you say? Would you say he's European level? Yeah, yeah. Because go back, go back, and you look at Joseph Parker. Joseph Parker, no, I don't rate Joseph Parker as a world. Maybe, maybe when he fought Ruiz and he fought like Sahue, he was kind of at world level then. But after that. He hasn't been at work level. I thought he was terrible, terrible against AJ. He done nothing. He lost to Dylan White. Did he lose? It was a very tight fight. It could have went the other way. You know, you, you look at uh, you, you look at the the he fought Maris Vac. That I thought he Vac pushed him in that fight. He wasn't fit for it. <coughs> Then you go down and look at the other fights there, you know, really was the guy who's Bridgerweight World Champion now, we call him, the B-sample, where the B-sample was. What do you call that guy? Oscar Rivas. Oscar Rivas, you know, was he even worth that? Was he even worth that? Was he even heavyweight at the time? You know, and he, 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 he dropped him. Then you go in and you look at the other fights. Now, you know, Pavatkin was way on the slide. He got knocked out by him. He came back. He beat him in a rematch. He looked absolutely done. So really, at the minute, is he, is he fighting at war level? No, he definitely isn't. You know, put him in against the likes of Ponyoka. How, how would he do? Dylan White gets beat against Joker. Dylan White will be looking for an Elenius fight or uh, Ariola. Something like that he'll be looking for next. You know, an easy one. Yeah. Or a, a Cesora free trilogy. So I looked at the ratings again, as I said, last night, and, and Joker is in at number 11 now in WBC. He's climbing, and he hasn't even been fighting. He's fighting Martin Bocoli next month and it's for the WBC International so I, I can see the WBC I can see someone is, is getting him up the rankings and don't it won't be long before uh, Tony Yoka is in the top five WBC so what, what's going to happen then Yoka Joe Joyce Ergovic they're never going to mention from these Chisoras and Whites do they and uh, Joshua's, do they? No, no. None of them mention them, do they? I think you, we always talk about uh, Frank Warren and, and Bob, and, and you say, who's advising Dillian White, right? Who's advising them? Who's managing them? Stevie who's Wonder. Stevie Wonder right? advising them, isn't it? And they have just did what Bob and Frank Warren want. They have just, they have just, they have just dug themselves 
a bigger hole that they're not going to go out of. You know, that is exactly what they want. That's the excuse that they wanted. And you can't really blame Fury or Bob or Frank because they're the WBC world champion. Why should they wait on Dillian White's case to have a fight? Because they've been inactive really two years with this whole Wilder rematch trilogy. So I don't see anything wrong with them taking a fight in the interim. If Fury fights somebody mediocre next, he'll get slaughtered. White's then out the way. But if Joshua beats Usyk or, or vice versa, a unification supersedes any mandatory. So Dylan White gets put on back burner. But what if they have a, a two fights out of it or a trilogy? White could be out of action, never get his title shot. Ever. He could be an old man. It says that, Russell, in the WBC uh, rules and regulations. It says if there's a fight, if it's approved unification, they, they that will supersede any mandatory. So I think he's I think they've been played. I think Frank has his Frank and Bob have absolutely played them. When they seen that the arbitration course starts in March, they have it starts in March. How long could this go on for? Could it go on for yeah? So I, I think they've just played them. They've laughed them, they've, they've, they've laughed them out. You look at the, the, the boxing rankings and, you know, there, there could have been... Look look at even Daniel Dubois. You know, Dubois got beat by Joyce and now he's WBA number one, you know. <laughs> and look how he's being managed. It, it, it's just absolutely laughable, Russell. It, it really is laughable. Yeah. Okay, then. Derek Wartizora, where does he go now? Is he heading for Skid Row or are they going to scramble his brains even more at Matchroom? Uh, I listened to one of your last videos before Christmas with Big Richard from Rotherham, my big mate. And he spoke so true about, about Dale Boy. You know, it's, it's getting to the stage now where they need to look at his health. You know, the board need to turn around and say, what, you know, what, what's the board doing? You know, the, you know, I, I, I just, I, I've never seen a, a worse decline. Maybe, maybe Clark Frampton's last fight is a big decline in, in his, in his performance, you know, with, with age. And you, you look at Dale Boy's fight there, you know, he had no balance. He couldn't move his head. He had no snap in his punches. You know, you could even see the difference than Dale Boy working with David Hay and not working with David Hay. And you could see the difference in Dale Boy when he was working with David Hay and when he was working with uh, Don Charles. You know, there's a decline there. So I, I don't want to see Dale Boy fight again, Russell. And his interest, I don't want to see him fight again. And the, he, made, he, made, he made Joseph Parker look like Ernie Shavers. <laughs> yeah. and that's he did he made he made Joseph Parker look like Ernie Shavers they made Dan Dilley look like Manny Stewart didn't they I'll, I'll say Russell and, and to be honest with you and then Hearn comes out the next day saying that he wants to put him in with Deontay Wilder what is going on not good man not good okay uh, boxer size Ben Davidson aka Benny from Crossroads He's put some out on Instagram going on about what wins he's had this year. A lot of them are debutants, and he forgot to, and he's gone on about the Haney wins, but when he is seconds in the corner, he weren't the chief trainer, were he? And yet he's forgot to mention that when you were in the corner with Mark Tibbs, that we lost with Billy Joe Canelo, and he's forgot to mention Jack Bateson beat that uh, Mahmoud, didn't he, with Ben Davidson as trainer? So why can't he put his losses on him? What are you putting Davidson on for? Ben, this is not the first time you've done it. If you're doing it because you want to be weapon at week, fuck off. You've had your weapons at week this year, you prick. You're just trying to stay relevant, aren't you, Ben? In case Jack Cattrall ices Taylor. But this is a, I don't know why, why he's bragging off about what he's done. What's he done with anybody from debut? What? Oh. It's another cold weather, isn't it? It's another cold weather, isn't it? 
is, is another is another uh, cuckoo taking people's legs. That's how I look at it. It's it's just getting to the stage now where I don't listen to any of the videos. I can't. I, I just I can't listen to them talking about themselves. You know, you go back. You go back in the day. You look at Joe Gallagher is the only British trainer to win the Ring Magazine Trainer of the Year, right? Many many domestic British champions has he got? Many Commonwealth European. We many had 60, 61 champions. Is that Danny Joe? You saw some something said that. When was when was the last time you seen Joe put something on like that there? Never. Never, you know, I think trainers need to real, realize that they're, they're the train the fighters for performance and safety. It's not about them. It's absolutely not about the trainer. If it's about the trainer all the time and they're making it about themselves, what, what, what are they playing at? You know, I think it's a bit of a joke, you know, it's not, it's not their record. They're not getting in the ring, taking the punches and, and getting hit and doing the spar and whatever. So I just hate it when coaches and managers make it about themselves. You know, look at look at Jimmy Tibbs. Look at the many world champions Jimmy Tibbs has had. Look at the many champions uh, Joe Gallagher's got. You know, look look at the other great trainers there in the UK. You don't see them rambling off about about fight, fighters' performances. It's not his performance. It's it's the fighters. And it just it just completely does my head in. It, how's, it's, it's, go on. How's Eddie Hills being frozen out by the Americans? Absolutely. He, he, he was he was frozen out from day one, Russell. Yeah. Okay. You know, you just, look at you know, he went into their territory with the zone. He overpriced the market, and he said openly, "I'm going to destroy the pay-per-view model in America because it's not relevant anymore. It's too dear. We're the zone. We have a subscription. You're getting ripped off. Surely that's not the the way of of coherent. You know, your your American colleagues into doing business with you." Yeah. Uh, Bradley Skeet against that Amraz or whatever it's called. It's all gone quiet on that, hasn't it? Absolutely. What's the board? What's the board said about it, Russell? I think Donald said they were going to order a rematch or something, but I don't see anybody talking about a rematch. That kid's a big ticket seller. And they're not going to want to put him in with Bradley Skeet. Where it leaves a bad taste in my mouth is Bricktop. We're hanging out at the back of Bradley Skeet a few years ago. And now he, he didn't have a, a he didn't go out to bat for him, did he? Something something that happened on his show that were blatant. If that were happening to one of Bricktop's fighters, they'd be hell on, wouldn't they? Absolutely. You know, you look at back in the day when Bradley Skeet was fighting regularly. Uh, he was the champion. He was British champion, Commonwealth champion. Fought for multiple trinket belts. He had a ranking with, with the, the WBO for Manny Pacquiao at the time. With, and, and they were building his fights up for, for like Box Nation subscription. So he was very, very active. And as I say, now he's kind of at the tail end of his career and it, it doesn't really it doesn't really seem relevant. He was brought in as an opponent. And once you're getting brought in as a opponent, you're, you're not really going to be, and you're, you're not the A-side anymore. Uh, it just goes to show you what what, what the promoters will, will do for you. But to be honest with you, you know, it, it worked out at the perfect time for, for Frank because there's going to be no shows now for the whole month of January and, and maybe February. So by the time that, you know, February, March, that, that, that will not be mentioned, that will not be spoken about. Yeah, okay. Jake Paul, Tommy Fury, what do you think about everything that's gone on? People, the, the whisper behind the scenes, what people are telling me is that Fury had no intention to fight in Jake Paul. That's Tommy Fury, by the way, not his dad. And uh, they just did it for the PR. What do you think? It, it's bittersweet. Uh, 
it was smart doing that, but really long term. It's not smart because he got a lot of PR out of it, short term PR. If it would have been long term PR, he, he would have took the fight and maybe had two or three fights in America against that type of opposition and earned a lot of money. He's going to come back to here and he's going to be fighting those not in 40 and not in 100 guys again for next to nothing. I think if he was going to make something out of boxing and, and get some money, make, make some money out of boxing, the only way for him to do that is go to America and fight those type of YouTube guys because really when he gets to that area level, he's going to be found out. You feel that... Boxers don't really give a shit, or 95% of them, about boxing fans. They just chat nonsense on the pals' platforms and just pay us all lip service, and, and then we're left wanting all the time. Do you feel that? That's how I feel, feel at the moment. And I've got a long list of stuff I could reel off here, but it's, it's so boring, I, boring. But what do I, you think? I'm going to throw that back at you, Russell, right? And I'm going to ask you, what has... You know, boxing to sport that gives back right from the start. What has boxing give back the fans in 2021? Well, we haven't got Fury and Joshua, but we were told it was a done deal. Tyson Fury's words. It's a done deal. Thank you, Daniel Kinahan. Well, it obviously wasn't a done deal. When was that? June 2020. So we're 18 months on from that, aren't we now? You know, we're near to getting in the ring. None of them. Wilder never got in with Joshua, but they flew him over and gave him a pundit job for Vladimir versus Joshua at Wembley and said, Wilder's next, he fights the winner. Never happened. Shit talkers. Off with their heads. Even at the time that there was Bellew and Wilder were having a bit of a spat on Twitter and Tony was like, yeah, I'll fight him, I'll fight him. And I think oh, he even so said... Tony Bellew. Yeah. And I, I think he said, I think that um, night that uh, Wilder was over working for Sky, they came face to face and Tony was like, no way am I fighting him. He is, he's a monster. He is way too big. So yeah, I, I agree with you. You know, the whole thing at the time about proof of funds, you know, I think Eddie used that that he wanted proof of funds for the fight. Wilder was actually emailing him directly, and he used that against him as if to say, "No, I need to, I need to speak to Shelley Finkel." And then he started going on about the Shelley Winkle thing, and he completely destroyed that relationship before it even got off into talks. So that was his way out. And meanwhile, that you know, Joshua's fighting the likes of Dominic Brazil and pay-per-views and what do you call that big what do you call that big bum from America that, that's coming over and diving everywhere the big drug the big drug cheat oh uh, Miller not him that, that other opponent he fought what do you call him Bobbage Bobbage I'm losing my mind here I think boxing's making me Bob lose my Frank, uh, sorry Ken it's not Bobbage no, Bobbage fought him and knocked him out two fights ago. I don't know what you mean anyway. Uh, we'll come back to that then. Uh, Terry Harper's moved up away, but she had a contract to rematch that deal. What happened to Eddie? Stickler for contracts, isn't he? Shouldn't Terry Harper be rematching that deal? Oh, my word. Uh, th there's no way... As, as a trainer and a manager, you would even let Terry Harper back in the ring with that girl after that fight, no matter what. They're, they're, you know, the, the, the second she lost, the, sorry, the second that that Baumgartner landed a shot, I've never seen a reaction like it on a fighter. I've never seen a, either that girl is a monster puncher or Terry's got problems with, with punch resistance and She's been making that weight for so long, you know, it's it's probably it's her, her punch resistance has probably been disappearing because she's so weight drained at that weight, so malnourished. What you're forgetting I'm, though, Ken, what well, well, we'll stop you there. What you're forgetting is 
I don't want to hear about weight issues. I was at press conference and weigh-ins. They were all with Medway. Everything's great. She did yep. all the she did all the check weigh-ins. All yep. the check weigh-ins were done, and this was for safety reasons leading up to the fight. So yep. don't tell me about fucking weight. Oh, you're right. You're right. And and the thing is, she was on doing all these strength and conditioning videos, and she was stronger than ever and faster, quicker than a speeding bullet. Doing that, and that that's fair enough. That's a valid point. You're you're right. You're absolutely right. So if she was struggling at the weight then, before that fight, why did she do the weight then? You know why would you know? I'm sick of hearing this crap over and over and over. Yeah, I'm struggling at the weight, but I've made it great. I'm stronger now. I'm eating all these shakes. I'm eating this meal. I'm eating ice cream on the day. No, I don't want to hear that. If you're struggling at the weight, you shouldn't be in in that fight. Why didn't she rematch for Tasha Jonas? Because that was a draw, wasn't it? I mean, don't they do rematches? But Eddie loved the rematch if it were a close fight or if he had it down as on contract, he'd make these people rematch. But now she's going up another way. Where's she going to get a world title belt? Now, and Katie Taylor got all belts at the next weight, at that weight now. I'm not exactly sure on, on that weight. Uh, who's just, it's just so many belts, you know. I, I like ladies' women's boxing, but whenever you know you're not even in the top ten, or you're not even in the top five, and there's vacant belts for fighters that that aren't even in the top five, it, it just I don't even bother looking at the sanctioning bodies with that because they they're just plucking belts out of anywhere. To be quite what, honest, what these did fights. You, what did you think? About Court Shannon Courtney and Ebony Bridges, ranked number eight and number nine, fighting for vacant belt. What about number one to seven? Doesn't that matter? How can that be a vacant fucking belt? That should be a <laughs> that should be an intercontinental or an interim, should it? Or a final eliminator? How, how's that work? At WBA uh, taking a backhander. How does that work? Because that won't work in men's division, would it? Maybe Paul, maybe Paul Daniels, maybe Paul Daniels made it happen. I don't know. Uh, pulled it out of thin air. No, it, it just says that that high power some of these world title fights are. You know, you've got great fighters like Natasha Jonas. You've got Katie Taylor. You've got Amanda Serrano. You, you've got all these Bumgarner. You, you've got a, you know, you've got Savannah. The girls. Set this off. I'm getting a bit hot now. Go on. I, I looked yesterday and, and they're talking now for Katie Taylor that the big fight for her is Chris Cyborg, Christine Cyborg. Like she's not even she's not even a boxer. They're talking about this big massive fight with uh, Christine Cyborg. Well they're talking now for for Katie Taylor that the biggest fight out there for, for Katie Taylor is the, the Christine Cyborg fight. Yeah. Cyborg against Katie Taylor. We'd love that for that, wouldn't it? Well, you look, you look at Cyborg in the UFC, she, she could smash to pieces in about 30 seconds by Amanda Nunes. So how, how could that be, in, in boxing terms, how could that be, you know, a big fight. I, I don't really see it as a big fight, to be quite honest. Yeah. Interesting, isn't it? Anyway, let's move on from Terry Harper. Uh, I'm disappointed she's not rematching that uh, that girl, because with right style, Ray, Ray Doyle, her trainer, could uh, implement a game plan and they could stay outside and try and pick her up and try and stay out of the way at punches. Isn't that what you do with a big puncher? But, okay, uh, is Johnny Fisher the new Dave Allen? It seems to be we've got Matchroom. They they seem like they kind of seem to, to make the cartoon characters out of certain fighters. You know, we've got Alan Bobich. He's the cart he, he's kind of like a cartoon character. And they're making <laughs> that, that's what they're doing. It's like it's it's you go back to the, the 80s, it's like the rock and roll wrestling thing with Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage and Andre the Giant, you know, they, they cartoon characterize them, they, they get they get a, a they get a fallen. And that's what, what kind of matchroom do with, with, with certain fighters. And 
he's got he's getting a lot of interviews. He's getting a lot of publicity. It seems to be an awful lot, really early early in his career because because he's getting that attention. People are gonna want to see him step up pretty soon, and I don't think he's ready for that at, at this stage of his career. Yeah, do you feel do you feel Kent that uh, Johnny Fisher? Uh, his old man's going to get too involved with his boxing career because every time I see him, his old man's in picture. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes, I see that. I see that. And I think Johnny's a decent prospect. He, 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 he's getting schooled well. He's getting good sparring. I think that should be what it's about at the minute. I don't think all the attention. Like, you look at Dave Allen when he came to match room, you know, Dave Allen was doing stupid things to get attention and to be fair him. He got it. He got a big following, but it was kind of too early for him, and he didn't get that time to develop. And look what happened to his career after that. Well, he's on schedule. Oh, isn't he charging fifty quid an hour to train people on pads? Fifty quid an hour to do pads? Oh, whatever they're doing boxing lessons. It says somebody sent me a screenshot. Fifty, 50 quid. quid. Dave Allen's a trainer. You know. You know, his dad was talking about they wanted... Who's dad? Johnny Fisher. Oh, Johnny Fisher. Yeah, go on. He was talking about they wanted the Otto Wallen fight, you know, when... Oh, oh, Wallen, the the destroyed Johnny Johnny Fisher against Otto Wallen. You're having a laugh, aren't you? That's what he said, and I'm thinking, no, nowhere near it. No, he's not... That's five, six years away, even fighting anywhere near that level, so... When you hear things like that, there, it's not, it's not exactly what you want to be hearing from, from. I don't know if his dad does his dad manage him. I don't know, man. I don't fucking care anyway. Let's move on. Yard versus <laughs> Boatsy. Does it <laughs> does it happen? I'm sick of hearing about Joshua Boatsy, Russell. I don't want right, to talk. Right. About- Let's fuck him off, right? Next one. Barry Earns been given an OBE old big head. Uh, I find I find that amazing actually. He's named in Jeffrey Epstein's book. We're not accusing him of anything, but he's in Epstein's book, middle of the trial. Barry Earns wheeled out at Buckingham Palace with another award, this time an OBE, uh, which is one below a, I think has he got an MBE and OBE? Anyway, I think he might have both now. And next one's a knighthood, isn't it? I don't, I don't know what to make of all that, to be honest. I don't, I'm not sure, but you think, we can't really accuse him of anything, but it's a bit odd, that, isn't it, do you think? Has Frank Warren got an OBE or MBE? No, OBE? he's not going to get one. Frank is from the streets, isn't he? So, but I, I, I don't... Uh, Frank's a geezer, isn't he? Geezers don't get stuff like that. <laughs> Barry Earns a networker, so he's managed to worm his way in, hasn't he? But I think it's in bad taste to you. We could have waited see, at least another year. See, to be honest with you, see all these knighthoods now and oh. all the OBs and all. And I, I'm just like, I don't pay any attention anymore. I, I don't see how all these million pound millionaire sports star celebrities are getting all these accolades when they're millionaires you know i don't i don't really follow it i don't it doesn't mean anything to me whatsoever i don't i don't care okay uh connor ben against uh adrian broner does it happen if it does does connor ben win yeah, Connor Ben will not. Connor Ben will smash him to pieces. Uh, Broner is past it. He had last signature world level win, Russell. And, yeah, and a win for four years. He or a decent minister. He hasn't done that well, for years, has he? Well, he won a split decision against Granados. That was a fight ago for, for Connor Ben. He is the size of a house, he's massive. Uh, Oh, that's a big Michelin man with a big terrorist beard, isn't he? Bro, I, I don't see how he's going to train for three months and get anything back to beat Conor Ben. Conor Ben's in the, to be fair to him, I'm not on the Conor Ben hype train. The way you are, Russell, at the minute, the way you are, uh, 
he's very dedicated. He trains hard. He's never at a gym. You just can't sit on the couch eating donuts and whatever and getting up and getting a, a bit of weight off and, and going and be, no, he's not, he's not worth, he's not a world level fighter anymore, Russell. He's not a world, he's in, we go back and we look at, look at what they're doing now. You're either a contender or you're a name opponent. He's a name opponent. He's not a contender. He's not going to beat Conor Ben. Yeah. Okay. Callum Johnson against Joe Smith Jr. for WBO. You think that's a good fight? No, it's a, it's it's going to be a three it's going to be a three round war. Yeah. Do you think the winner gets Canelo? Well, that's that's what Bob Arum was talking about last night. I think Caleno is, is it could go. Don't be surprised if Caleno goes to uh, top rank for, for a deal. Who's Clonello, Kent? I'm trying to pronounce it. Come on. I'm trying to... Pr- I've had allocution <laughs> lessons with this. So, yeah, I think Clonello probably goes to Bob Arm next. Uh, the way that he's talking about it, and you could see maybe something... He's talking about Annie Risotto being his mate now and being a great coach and this and that. I, I don't hey, see Eddie, why Eddie, not. Eddie, Eddie O. Reynoso. Ray Reynoso. Reynoso, yeah. He was talking last about Reynoso being such a, a great coach and friend. They don't and give his... a fuck about Bob Arum. They probably want to put him in an home sat in a Shackleton's IC chair, mate. They don't give two <laughs> fucks for the Bob Father. They care, uh, about, they care about money. That's why they're holding themselves out with no contract at moments, TV networks. You know, he's not talking about the, the amount of failed drug tests coming out of that gym, Messi. Okay. Not talking about that. Yeah. Khan Brook sold out in 10 minutes. Look, we all know why it sold out in 10 minutes. Loads of people are comped. Stubble took a big chunk of tickets. Fighters did. And that's why it only took 10 minutes to sell 3,000 tickets for the fans. The other 17,000, they're all stubble and sponsors and comped, aren't they? So, and for fighters. They're talking about it like, it's the second coming of Joshua Vladimir or Frotch Grove or something with ticket selling. But when tickets, a large power, 75% of tickets percent are going to stumble, there's only a few to sell anyway, isn't there? But Sky must think yeah. we're stupid putting that out there. But I'm glad in a way that the old tickets have gone. But it'll be interesting to see Stubble drop the prices leading up to fight week, you know, because there's loads of tickets left. So I still think that people will be able to get in on the night. You know what I mean? So I'm not buying into all that. It's sold out and all that. I'm not buying into it. Not when you've got a secondary ticket market, secondary ticket people involved. You know what I mean? I, th- I think the board should be involved in that to stop that. But... Fucking board. Fucking do me a favour. Uh, it sounds good, doesn't it? It sounds romantic that, that they have sold out in 10 minutes. It seems to be, you look at the last lot of shows in the UK before Christmas they didn't really sell so it, it just looks good for them and to say that they, they've sold out in 10 minutes it, it, it's, it's a good story it, it kind of sells the fight better for the pay-per-view market where people think well everyone you know they sold 20,000 tickets so we'll just buy it on pay-per-view you know it is a good fight because people have bought the tickets That that's what it seems to me but I don't know what way, you know, things are happening at the minute in the UK with with sitting indoors, the the the, the COVID restrictions. Uh, will it even happen in in February? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what's happening isn't it, moving forward. Can all right, judging. Can we at least try judging where? They put scores up every round at the end of every round. Do you think that should, we should try it for one year? Just try it for a year and see what everybody thinks instead of just doing it for one or two shows like they did a few years ago. Let's do it for a year. What do you think? And everybody across the board. What I don't, I'm, I'm not, I'm not for it and I'm not against it. Uh, what happens? At a big show, right? Say, say there's a big massive show, 
one of the big promoters. And an away fighter turns up and is boxing the head of a home fighter. And the home fighter sees it and the trainer sees it and says, oh, that's wrong. We're going. I'm walking out of the fight. What happens if something like that would happen? You know, I, I no, I don't know. I don't know if that's the way forward. I don't, I don't think that's the problem. I think the judging, I think the judging and I don't, I think the judging itself is a problem. I don't think it's the actual system. Okay. Can we, can you see Conor McGregor versus Jake Paul in 2022? Well, Conor McGregor isn't a full-time fighter anymore. He, he gets beat every time he steps up a level. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. It depends on the contract he has left with the UFC. If, if he's under any type of contract with the UFC, no because Dana White isn't going to share a platform with a YouTuber now. Yes, he shared a platform with Mayweather, and it made a lot of commercial sense at the time, because it's Floyd Mayweather. Jake Paul or Logan Paul, or whatever you call him, isn't, isn't Mayweather. I think Dana is a bit, is a wee bit, wee, I don't know, he seems to be a wee bit defensive with the numbers. He's, he's always on damning the numbers that, that the Paul brothers are doing. He's kind of de- downplaying it. So I, I don't think that Dana would want to work with uh, the Paul brothers because of his own business. Okay. Well, it's, it's a good fight, though, isn't it? Conor, Conor McGregor against Jake Paul. I'd tune into it. Um, nah, I don't... I, I, they talk about Connor being this great striker and all, and this great boxer, and you know he had only one shot, two shots. You know he looked really poor against Mayweather as a boxing match. I don't really want to see that. To be honest, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't tune in. To, I wouldn't buy it. They're two names, but they're not, they're not caliber world level fighters. To be honest, they're not worthy of a pay per view at the sport of boxing, are they? As as pugilists, no, but they're massive names. So, yeah. as names and celebrities and name brand value, yes, but as a boxing spectacle, uh, no, definitely not. Okay. Jack Catterall against Josh Taylor. Who wins? Josh Taylor. Okay. Fraser Clark. Does he win a world title? No. Okay. Chris Ewan Jr. against Williams. That's an exciting fight, isn't it? Good fight. Yeah, it's it's a really, really good fight. It's a domestic fight. I think what's going to happen in the next year, there's going to be a lot more domestic fights happening because restrictions and flying people over and this and that. So, yeah, it's a brilliant fight. You know, it, you've got Eubanks, who was working with Adam Booth, and now... Liam Williams is working with Adam Booth, so so there there's a bit of needle there. But yeah, it's a, it's a brilliant fight. Two two uh, well one come forward fighter and Liam Williams. I, I don't like this new. I don't even I wouldn't even class it as an improved style of Eubank. I, I don't like I don't like that style he's got now. It, it I, I don't I just it doesn't interest me the way. He was before, you know, against Abraham, against George Groves, those type of fights. This new Eubank style, it, it doesn't really excite me as much. Yeah. Keep having to keep having to wipe camera because it's hot in here. Got eating on that. Okay. Uh, Somebody sent me a video by Sporting Icons. I only had to watch the first two minutes of it. He's going into bat for Dylan White, saying he's been low-balled with his offer against Fury, but it looks like Sporting Icons is the only YouTuber out there who's uh, going into bat for White. What, what do you think about the situation? Is think- Sporting Icons basically trying to do somebody a favour, Dylan White a favour doing that? 
Because sport he, he, does, does know his boxing, doesn't he? He's brilliant. He he's absolutely brilliant. He is very knowledgeable. His videos are excellent. You no, know, he, he is brilliant at, at his job. But he seems he's already said this, Russell, that he's a mate, he's a friend of Dillian White. And he's not he's not saying he's not. So I'm not gonna rinse him for it because he's already said that he's he's team Dillian White. So if that's his body and that's his mate, you know, fair play to him. But if, if you look at it from our perspective, we're not in any camp. So we're just saying, you know, we, we look, if you've offered five and a half million from getting 300,000, I, I know the deal I would take. Like, I know, I know what I would be saying. Okay. Uh, what were your five to year? Last year, oh, this year. So, what were you fighting here? Oh my word! Uh, I, I I liked uh, Crawford and Porter. I thought that was an uh, a brilliant fight. Absolutely, oh, I liked it. I just like seeing really, really top level fighters fighting. Uh, I know Porter was a wee bit past his best. I thought Crawford's skill level. I thought I thought that the 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 level of the two guys was amazing and what they were doing. So yeah, I, I I'm not one of these guys that just wants to see Rocky style fights, blood and guts, droppage, everybody getting dropped, getting hurt. I like seeing a good level skill level fight. You know that that for me that defines a. You look at Barrera. And Morales won. It was an absolute war. But you look at the level of technique and ability on both fighters. For me, that's one of my favorite fights of all time. So I, I look at that. I look at the, the the skill level of delivery of punches, the the the, the way the fights pan them out. That that's that that was one of my that for me that was my fight of the year. Okay. Trainer of the year, or across the board. Oh my word! I'm lost. I'm lost. Anyone else? I'm going to go for Ring Magazine trainer of the year. Nah, nah, I'm not going to go with that because of the whole Oscar Valdez drug test. So no, I can't. I can't. I can't have him in there. To be honest. Uh, I've no, I can't. I don't okay. really follow. Boxer of the year. World, world, world level internationally. Well, across the board, that's international. Who's your boxer of the year, Kent, or fighter of the year? Uh, I like Alexander Usak. You know, he's come up to heavyweight and he, he's unified the division. He's unified cruiserweight. Yeah, I'm going to go for Alexander Usak. Want to undisputed at cruiser? Undisputed at cruiser, yeah. Okay, manager of the year. I like I like Neil Marsh. I like him. I thought he's been, I think shit, he's done. been shit on though, hasn't he? Neil Marsh by the powers that be, hasn't he? Yeah, I like Neil Marsh. I think I think he's a, a really really good manager. I think he's got a he's built a stable up well. I, I I like him. I think he's done a good job. Okay, who's the worst manager of the year? I've come to Sam Jones for. Not going into back for Joe Joyce. Trying to, I, I can understand where he's coming from, Sam Jones, because when you first get into boxing, you want to get everybody's foul. Then you realise that it's 95% shit talkers. Do you know what I mean? But uh, he's wanted to keep Warren happy, Ern happy, and, and, and it was all detrimental to Joe Joyce's career, wasn't it, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Promoter of the year, I've gone for McKennessy. McKennessy. Yeah, McKennessy. TV platform of the year. To be honest with you, the, the, the fights on 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 like the Sky and BT haven't been great. You know, they, they haven't been what they should have been. I'm gonna go with Channel 5 because it's terrestrial TV. You know, boxing started off and and terrestrial television and, and mix had three deals 
with three terrestrial televisions. So I'm going to go channel five. Okay. YouTube channel of the year. I like, I'm going to go between, I like sport and icons and seconds out. You fucking turn cold. I don't mind them. Any any of them else, it's just uh, uh, it's just I don't know. I just think seconds out. You know, with the whole, I like their interviews about. They they spoke very passionately about when Dylan White pulled out against Otto Vollen, and they called it out. They weren't they weren't hiding. So. I don't. I like Emmons. I think Sport and Icons and stuff is, is good as well, but he's very biased to Dillian White. So th their stuff's pretty good. Didn't, uh, seconds out, Paul Lattmartin's uh, interview that they did with him, the Guardian him and White splitting, they pulled the video and did the same as Coogan did as well. So that to me they was shithouse behaviour. Yeah, I was disappointed in that whole situation, to be quite honest. It was... Very disappointing. Okay. Uh, let's have a look. I think we're more or less out of time, Ken. Is there anything you want to want to say or add? I think we've just uh, went at it, really, Russell, haven't we? We've just went at it. I'm done it more or less than an hour when, I've, uh, when I wrap it up. Yeah, it's been a, a, a good, uh, good chat on a Wednesday morning. Thought I'd show my face. People keep emailing me saying I've been kicked out here. Kicked out here. I don't really need, I don't really need this to be honest, but yeah, I've been kicked out here. <laughs> <I couldn't, laughs> what people don't know on social media, they make up, but no, I've been kicked out here. Been off, got a bit of time out. I don't know, sometimes it can do you in this sort of thing, doesn't it? But, yeah, a lot of work and involved in the background and and looking at content and looking at stuff and traveling and getting time and if you're doing two or three videos a day you know you, you know say you have three hours you have a half an hour maybe in between maybe someone's late 10 minutes maybe you're late 10 minutes maybe it takes an hour to get stuff it's a lot of stuff to you know it's a lot of it's a lot of work in the background you know getting everything sorted it's not like yeah we'll do an hour video and that's it you know there's there's a lot of work and i think when you're taking in information all the time it can just you can just get your central nervous system just get burned out by it so you need a bit of a break from it i've escaped tunnel and watched that world war ii thing over last few and i i've just been to essex and kent there's a video in production well at essex i've got to go back in the next couple of days and then go to kent and uh go see my pals again down there but uh i'll do some filming when i get down there. i might do elements some way down there Make it a bit different this time instead of doing it in a in a, in a, in a studio. Just trying different things, you know what I mean? Just, you've got to try, haven't you? Jazz it up a bit. But it's all good. It's all good stuff. Uh, Okie dokie. Well, listen, what you got planned for this weekend? Nothing really. It's just, it's kind of like we're still in between like no man's land, between Christmas and New Year's, nothing. There's nothing really happening. I think everyone's just still in holiday mode. So I'll probably just go and do a bit of training today. I'm do a bit of training. I'm actually going to do a run as well and just get on with it as normal. Just just do just do what I do in a normal day and a normal. I think I've drunk so much coke and had so much turkey and food and I just need to get back in the routine again of norm normality. And Christmas is done, so. Just get back to normality again, I suppose. At least you can keep weight on, man. I've just got weight this morning, 157 pounds, which is, I want to be, <laughs> I want to be 168. So I'm struggling all them years trying to get it off. Now I can't put the fucker on. <laughs> but it's all you, just, good, you just need to throw maybe, you maybe need to liquidate some Mars bars and your protein shakes or something like that there. <laughs> I've got shares in them bullet uh, blenders, I think. Keep wrecking them. <laughs> I think like, all day long. Uh, well, mm. so here it could be worse, Russell. You could, you could be worse. You could be trying to get it off and it's not coming off. I know, yeah. Okie dokie, Melissa. You take care, Ken. Have a great day and I'll speak to you again. All the best, all Russell. Right. Take care, mate. Cheers, mate.
Well, that was Kent, the hardcore's hardcore. One thing Kent don't ch chat, and that's uh, hang on a minute. That's not good, is it? Batteries are going. Kent don't chat bullshit. To change batteries on that. Uh, well, I enjoyed that chat with Ken. Uh, I'd love to go over and see him uh, one uh, weekend, have a little drive over there and just get a, you get a boat, can't you, from uh, on Northwest Coast, is it? Out uh, Blackpool Way, or a bit further up from there. Get, is it Ollyhead? Get a boat over there, drive over there. Uh, I'd love to go. Uh, I'd love to go over there, but it's really green. Uh, island. I'd like to go over and see Kent. But enjoyed that chat with him. Uh, just thought I'd get something done this morning. Uh, I think this was twenty-second uh, video, is it, for month for YouTube? Um, it's that one in production. So that's twenty-three. So you've had three extra ones. You've had your ten members. So. Can't do any more, can I? So, okie dokie. I think I'm going to go get a hot chocolate from uh, Costa or McDonald's or something. Bad, so. I think half an hour on somewhere will warm me up. Okie dokie. Peace out.